Thank you very much for the comments on the last audiologue. There is something that I forgot to clarify, and that is about making changes to your application. The short answer is yes, you can always make changes to your application. Let's say on the day of your result, different results, and you have changes in circumstances, you have to call up uh, Student Finance England or log into Student Finance England account, update your information. If you don't do so, then the student finance will be sending the wrong money to the wrong place and you don't want to have among all the other worries to be chased by your university saying you haven't paid us and blah 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 and then go through that that's something that i wanted to clarify benvenuti su five minute thoughts in today's audiologue i'm going to talk about true cost in my opinion true cost is equal to shown cost plus hidden cost now shown cost would be in my opinion something that you see on the packet or on the label or something that you know that for example a bottle of water is a pound. Hidden cost would be something that of course you don't realize at the time of purchase or something that is hidden. A simple example would be buying a SIM which is or a SIM card which is let's say five pound but then you realize that you have to top it up with extra money to be able to use this SIM. So that's what would be a hidden cost. I have two examples, I'll start a simple one, that I see many uni students making this mistake and I really want you to think about it next time before you do so. And this is about uni accommodation. I'll be talking about uh, two sets of uni accommodation, we'll compare them and we'll realize which one is actually cheaper in the long run. Let's say you have two rooms one is £60 per week and one is £90 per week. Yes, usually in university the accommodations are generally priced upon weekly basis rather than uh, monthly. I don't know why, but that's how it is. Let's say £60 per week and you have £90 per week. Of course, a normal person would say, yeah, £60 is cheaper. Let's go in that one. Let me clarify also that these two both rooms have the same necessities let's say um, they have a ensuite toilet and they're fully furnished both of them one is 60 and one is 90. however some students that fail to realize is that the 60 pound one is further away from the university so because this 60 pound one is further away you are paying 240 pound per month for the accommodation however you also have to remember that you have to pay for the transportation because it's too far to walk. Let's say the transportation is £60 a month. We are already a £300. But also, don't forget, you may have long classes. You may have classes that ends very late and by the time you take the bus and you reach home, let's say it takes you 40 minutes or 45 minutes to commute back to your accommodation, you're already tired, exhausted. So what do you do? You would pick up a meal deal because, you know, meal deal is the life savior of all the students. And let's say a meal deal usually, I don't know, how much is it? Like three pound? So 90 pound a month on meal deal? In total, it is ending up to be £390. However, you only saw £60 and you thought, ah, that would be £240. That would be the cheapest option. However, you don't realize that there is this hidden £150 of cost. Let's say you don't even take that 
meal deal. You force yourself to, or you have pack lunch or go home and eat the food. However, you have to think you're wasting, if it's 45 minute commute, you're almost wasting one and a half hour every day to go and come back from uni. Now, of course, due to current situations, uh, the whole thing changes. Most of the classes are online. But if the way the government's talking about and they're planning to change it, most likely they will be back face to face. So then you'll have this one and a half hour commute every day that you're wasting your time on. Whereas for the 90 pound room, you're paying 360 pound a month. But if it's five minutes away from uni, you don't have to worry about it. You can literally wake up at 8.50, get dressed, leave and show up for 9 a.m. class. Well, I don't know if any of you are superhuman to get changed in 10 minutes or 5 minutes and go to uni. But that's, well, there are this type of cost that many people don't realize. Now, the cost, the biggest cost that I have faced of hidden things, it was regarding the British citizenship or the application for it. Let me walk you through my experience that happened. So everyone used to say that for British uh, citizenship, the application costs £1,350, which makes her, okay, I'll save £1,350 and then apply. However, many people don't tell you that there are hidden costs on this. Let's start listing these things. Before you can even apply for the application, you need two things. You need to pass life in the UK test and you need a certificate showing that you have, you can speak English language. And usually it's a B1 test. Either you have this B1 test or you have a bachelor degree in uh, from a university that taught you in the English language. But from there, you also need to get a certification. If you're going to university and you have a bachelor degree, you have already spent God knows how much amount of money for that degree. But let's say you don't. The life in the UK test is £50. Hopefully you pass it on the first time. If you don't, then you have to pay again £50. The B1 language test, English language test, that's £150. Yes, £150 for a language test. I pray that you don't fail that, but if you do, that's another £150. But anyway, 50 for the life in the UK, 150 for English language. In total, we're already 200 pound. Okay. Now, once you apply, the application costs 1,350 pound. Assuming that you can do your application on your own. It is doable, but it's very long and very painful. Many people may resort to a lawyer or a accountant, someone that knows well the system, and that will cost you extra extra which i didn't do because i was able to do my own application but if you had to that's another cost that you have to think about so far that once you have done the application then you have to spend more money for fingerprints now this fingerprint things it's absolutely bollocks okay so there are three type of fingerprints or three tier of fingerprints First of all, it's a free tier. It is very unlucky, unlikely, unlikely, no, very unlikely that you will be able to get that free tier. It is always sold out and you never manage to. Usually, the finger, well, 
let me explain what this happens. You have three tiers. On the free tier, you just go there and you do your fingerprints. If you have any problems with the paperwork, you have to pay extra for them to make any amendments. On £69.1, £69.99, £70.1, you get the fingerprints and if you have any amendments to make, uh, they'll do it for free. And then you have, I think, another one for £130, whereas the VIP tier, where they'll come to you, they'll give you your own chair, they'll give you coffee and all that. And for that, you have to pay £130. This is absolutely bollocks. This is like the peak capitalism. And it is not even done by the UK government. It's done by some third-party um, company. Anyway, so usually it is very likely that you pay the £70 one, the £70 fingerprint. So, so far we have life in the UK test, English language test, fingerprint plus application. We're already at £1,620. Whereas people keep talking about £1,350, but they don't mention you this cost. Now, you also have to remember that you are missing days of work. Let's say you're going to do your fingerprint, you're missing a day of work or a portion of your day of work. That could that is monetarily, of course, valuable to you. But not only that, many people don't talk about the transportation cost. Let's say you're driving there, that's petrol money. You're taking the bus, that's bus money or bus fare. You're taking the metro, that's metro fare that you have to pay or in my case, I had to take a train to the nearest city uh, where it was available. I live in Sheffield for uni, but the nearest one available was in Manchester. I had to take a train to Manchester, for which people don't talk about. I don't understand when people specify this cost, they don't tell you exactly how many other things that are can be going on. So you have days of missed work and you have days of... not days... You have the money for the transportation. Also remember, once you, hopefully, your uh, application is successful and they have given you British citizenship, you have to go in another day to do your oath, to take your oath, to pledge your um, alignment. No. Adversary? No, 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 of course not. Then you wouldn't be British citizenship. Um, basically, you have to go in and say that you 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 are you're Gucci with the queen basically. So you have to go in there for another day. That could be transportation and missed work money. But not only that. Once you have done all that, remember you have to get your passport if you wanted to travel anywhere, because unlike other countries in Europe. I, I can't say Europe, but unlike other countries like in Italy, they don't give you an identity card, a national identity card. So you're like there, you're a British citizen, but you don't have any ID. So it's a bit nonsense. So usually you would require a passport. A passport, if you apply online, there are also two tiers. You can have the 30-page passport, the short passport, or the 50-page passport, the long passport. And that would cost you either £75.50 or £85.50. Only if and only you're doing it online. If you go there and try to do it, that will cost you an extra amount of money. So you can see, many people would advertise you saying that, oh, the British citizenship only cost you, I, I say only, 
it's a lot of money it will cost you 1350 pound but there is the rest 650 pound of hidden cost that nobody talks about and that's something that i wanted to uh, make you cautious about now this please anytime that you want to buy something anytime that you want to think that you want to put your money in it even if it's the cheapest option think about it is it really the cheapest what are you sacrificing are you sacrificing time are you sacrificing pleasure is it sustainable in the long run sometimes of course you'll find a great deal when you go to the local charity shop and you find the best furniture for cheap that of course you have moments like those but there are certain cases like the british citizenship where is a shit ton of money and you're like what or the accommodation you see that the one is 60 and the other one is 90 but the 60 one is further away but you don't take account your bus fare and the time that you lose it. so things like this please think about it and be a more cautious buyer i think this was a finance episode or finance audiologue i hope you liked it please leave a comment below subscribe and i'll see you soon again have a lovely day